What I have done is put some very simple kings and queens and maybe princes that we should all pretty much know. Um, and I kind of thought, well, I'll make it simple for the children. Um, you know. Um, so what I would like you to do is in your little groups, as soon as the kings and queens come onto screen, uh, can you name them? Um, and then what I'm going to do is I'm going to ask for some of the answers and I'm going to throw some marams at you if you get the answers correct. Okay, so pretty simple. Everyone understand the rules? Yes. But you're literally, because we're pushing for time today, I'm going to give you 20 seconds to look at them. They're very straightforward, not going to lie. There should be no issues, but you never know. Uh, Ruben, over to you. Okay, 20 seconds, off you go. Our first person on the left. Uh, going for a raspberry mawam. Um, at the back. I'm very sorry, I'm not going to read the names. Yes! Big round of applause! It's a big mawam! Yeah, I've lost the skills since being pregnant on the network. So. Uh, the next uh, one on the right, the lady. Uh, let's go at the back. Olivia? Yes! Come and get the. Uh, another mama. <laughs> I'm going central, just so I don't have to, you know, the aim. Shall I do the throwing? Do you know what? That would be very helpful. Ooh. <laughs> oh, it's not a new throwing. Okay, number three. Who are we going for? Uh, the girl just there for me. Yes, Prince George. He's no going to be. Watch heads incoming. Uh, right to the bottom on the far right hand side. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh. You know. And our last one, the one that I love the most. I am a royalist. Uh, let's go for. Um, okay, we'll go for this family, the team. <laughs> uh, Nancy, do you know? I didn't hear that, is that right? Yeah. yeah, Queen Elizabeth II. Big round of applause for all of our wonderful. Um, okay, so that's just a bit of a fun game, but today we are talking about the coming king. Um, so we're going to think about three key points. Are we after God's heart? Are we pushing for something that we shouldn't be pushing for? And our final point, are we full of the Holy Spirit? So, like we know from our theatre production and our, uh, the preacher from last week, Paul and Reuben, they spoke a lot about the Israelites really wanting a king. A king to be like the other countries. Ultimately, they just wanted rescuing. But God knew that only Jesus could rescue them. But uh, God um, allowed them to have a king and he had, uh, they had a king, Saul. He starts off well. But then his pride and lack of relying on God causes a huge issue. So God rejects Saul as king, and God tells Samuel to go and anoint a son of Jesse of Bethlehem to be king. So straight away, Samuel is actually full of fear in our story. And this tells us a lot about Saul's character. God always has a plan. And God would never throw us into something he knows that we're not going to be able to get through. So God told him to go and anoint the chosen one. Now, I am a very competitive person, um, and I love to win. Um, and when we come to doing our youth events, um, when it comes to choosing our teams, 
I like to choose the best. <laughs> um, so, I would like some people to come up and be part of my team today. So, any volunteers? I just need like five. Anyone? Others oh, have no mind. Yes, come up, all of you three. Yes, do you want to come up as well? Yes, come and stand right in a beautiful line here. Any adults as well? Mona? Ellie? Yes, come on, up we come. Jeeves, yes. Team Loop Home. Team I don't know if I want you actually. Yeah. <laughs> You're going to be Team Loop Home. No, come on. Okay, so imagine we're at school again. Okay, we've got a range of people, all the experts in different things. So I'm going to choose. Oh. Do you know what? Sorry, kids. I'm going to choose you two at the end. Yeah! Now I'm choosing those two at the end because they're taller and they've probably got more muscles because they're a little bit older what? than the other two. I'm just looking at what they look like. I'm just looking at who they are. I know nothing else really about them. I don't actually know if jeans and any are going to be any good, but that's what I'm going to choose for for my sporting team. Now, it might not be a good idea if my sporting team is for maybe the quickest people because. No offence to Jeeves and Ellie, but how quick are you? Yeah, not that quick. Yeah, actually, I think maybe some other people might be Elijah a bit quicker, maybe? <laughs> yes, okay, so if I just look at how they look like, am I going to be able to choose the best team? Or do I need to think more deeply about actually what they are as a character, their whole being? Thank you very much. Uh, people, you can go and sit down. So Samuel had this responsibility. Samuel had to go and choose the next king. And rightly so, you might think, oh actually I want to choose the tallest person, the strongest person to be king. And, and in those times, age was such an important thing. They would want to choose the eldest son. Jesse was baffled when, well, you're not going to choose the eldest son. You want, you want my youngest son. Sometimes we can be surprised about who God chooses. So I personally would have chosen the tallest people, the strongest people, but that's not always going to be the best. Verse 7, if we can go to our next PowerPoint, it says, um, do not consider his appearance or his height. This is uh, God saying to Samuel, the Lord does not look at the things people look at. People look at the outward appearance, but the Lord looks at the heart. Yeah. Are we more interested in the outward appearance or the inner character in our own life? Mm. David was chosen, and God chooses the right person for the right job. And we'll be focusing on this phrase, and this phrase says, God does not, doesn't use extraordinary people to do extraordinary things. He uses ordinary people with faithful, obedient hearts to do extraordinary things. In Acts 13 verse 22, it says, David was a man after God's own heart. He set his heart to do God's will. That's why he was chosen. He wasn't more special than any of his other brothers. He was chosen because of his heart and his faithfulness. And then it would be through David that God could deliver on his promises of Jesus Christ. God, in his grace, rejects the kings we want 
and gives us the king that we need. So I've got a little activity uh, for any children that want to do it. You have got a crown and some beautiful colouring things. You are going to be creating a crown and you can thank God that he sent Jesus to be our one true king. So Tom's going to go to the back. If you want to uh, grab a crown, you are more than welcome to do that. But we're going to keep going through. So do you think we're like David? Are we after God's heart? Do we know what God's will is for our life? Sometimes we think we need something, but actually, and we're so desperate for it, but it's not going to do us any good. Now, some of you might know I am obsessed with crisps. I love crisps. Uh, they are my life. Uh, and the other day, um, pre preparating, preparating, preparing for a baby, we need to save some money. So we started doing online shopping ordered a 24 packet of uh, crisps, um, very exciting. And then the next week, Tom said to me, do you think we need to buy any more crisps? And I was like, obviously not. We have 24 packets from the previous week. I can't possibly have had all of the packets of crisps. Came to the crisps cupboard yesterday. Um, I went to meet my family, went out for a family picnic, and there were no crisps. <laughs> and I said to Tom, where are the crisps? gone. He said, you've eaten them all. <laughs> um, I was I can't possibly have 24 crisps. But I am so obsessed with crisps, I didn't even realise how many I had eaten. And actually, that's not going to do me or my baby any good. But sometimes all we can think about is that one thing. And sometimes, well, it's never going to help us um, if we don't ask God for help. Yes. We don't ask God what his will is for yes. our life. So are we like the Israelites? Do we have kings or idols uh, in our life that we think is more important rather than our one true king? Now, we are all called to be kings. Unfortunately, I'm not called to be a queen. Um, I can be a queen of my own life. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to be queen of England. And that's okay. I am chosen for something else. We are all chosen for something. God might ask you to be on the teas and coffees team. And that might seem so tiny, but actually it's the best thing that you can do if you are being obedient yeah. to what God has asked you to do. If you are a flower that grows in the shade, there is no point in you being in the sun. You're never going to grow. Like if you are a flower that grows in the sun, there is no point in you being in the shade. You're never going to grow. There's no such thing as a small job. Yeah. In 1 Corinthians 10 verse 31 it says, Do it all for the glory of God. David wasn't going to be somebody who pushed himself forward. He wanted to be king. He was doing it for God's glory. And then in Psalm 100, verse 2, it says, Serve with gladness and you will find joy in everyday tasks. And because you were doing it for his glory, every little thing we do, if we're doing it for his glory, we will find joy. We're not all called to be kings. Um, our classic 1 Corinthians 12 talks about how we are all individual. We are all individual people, but together we create this whole huge, wonderful thing. Yeah. And it says, but in fact, God has placed the parts in the body, each one of them, just as he wanted them to be. 
If they were all one part, where would the body be? As it is, there are many parts, but one body. Yeah, yeah. So going back to the sports teams, sometimes there are some people who can be a little bit pushy. They're so desperate, they want to be on that team because, you know, they want to get the glory or they want to go for that team. But actually, that's not what they're called to be. Mm. It can be a good thing, but it doesn't always mean it's going to be a good thing. Yeah. David didn't push himself forward to be anointed as king. He wasn't even in the gathering of his brothers. He was doing his job, which was doing not a very nice job, looking after the sheep in the field. Yeah. That was his job. He was told to do that. He obeyed. But God still wanted him to be anointed, and he still was anointed. I always imagine that kind of scene uh, where the brothers are all lining up thinking, oh my goodness me, what are we going to be chosen for? A bit like the Cinderella. Who's watched the Cinderella story? Yeah. Great film. <laughs> and they are chosen. Uh, there's a glass slipper. Who is going to fit the glass slipper? And then all the girls are ramming their foot in. Try my right foot or try my left foot. I will fit. But it's never going to fit because they aren't the chosen ones. So, the age was such an important thing in those times. The eldest brother thought he probably should have been chosen, but he wasn't because he wasn't the right person. So we can compare obedience versus pride here. David was trained. He fought real-life bears and lions so that when he became king, he was able to fight bears and politicians and the lions with the armies. He was prepared. He was made ready. What was David's motivation? Did he push himself forward? Or was God already getting him ready to take on this fight? Yeah. We're not all called to be elders of the church. We're not all called to be kids workers. But we're all called to do something. Not everybody can do everything. But everybody can do something. Yeah. Yeah. Are, we doing, uh, are we serving to look good? What's our motivation behind it? Or we serve him to be obedient. If David had made himself king, he might have done a pretty good job. He might have, you know, survived a couple of years, fought a few armies, but actually he trusted God. And he wasn't someone that said, oh no, I'm the youngest, I can't possibly be chosen because I'm not worthy of it. God chose him, he trusted God, and he accepted. He waited and learned until it was his time and respected the people around him. He didn't push himself to as he was anointed as king. It, wasn't a, it was a long time until he actually became king. He didn't push himself to be king then and there. If you try and make something happen, you have to keep it going. But if God starts something in your life, he's going to sustain it. He will fight for you, and he will fight for your situation. That's not to say it's going to be necessarily easy, it's going to be a thousand times easier with his help. So David didn't push himself to be king straight away. He respected Saul and then he even played the harp for him. Later on in 1 Samuel 16, um, he actually blessed Saul with his skills. Timing is so important and it might be the right thing you're doing, but just the wrong time. So I'll be forcing something to happen and asking God about a situation or waiting for the right time to act. This links 
back to Gabby's word that she brought earlier. God is not in a hurry. We know that. Sometimes we can be. Sometimes we think our time actually needs to happen now. And I'm a very impatient person. I don't understand why things take so long long sometimes. But actually, God knows the whole picture. God knows his timing is perfect. So, point B. When David is anointed, the spirit of the Lord comes on him, comes powerfully on him. And in verse 14 of 1 Samuel 16, we see how David has the spirit of the Lord on him. And actually this helped him because it meant that he was able to influence and bless people around him. David was actually then liked by Saul, which was crucial at that point. He played the harp for him and then the evil spirit would leave Saul. Now we know that the spirit of the Lord and the Holy Spirit are the same thing. But actually the fullness is different. The fullness that we now get is so much more. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. This should be something, I did have a little person jumping, this little person on the screen should be jumping, because he should be so excited about this. Okay, it's not just something that we can think, oh my goodness, we have the Holy Spirit. Ooh. It's so exciting. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. We can ask to be filled daily with the Holy Spirit. And if we are asking God to fill us with the Holy Spirit, how much more can we influence people around us? David uh, had the uh, Spirit of the Lord on him, and he blessed Saul. He brought peace upon that whole situation. We have the Holy Spirit living inside of us. How much more can we bless um, and change situations around us for his glory? Are you asking to be filled with the Holy Spirit every day? To be known as someone who is a peacemaker? Matthew 5 verse 9 says, Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Are we peacemakers? David was anointed, and then he became king a while later. In Matthew 3, Jesus was baptised. He was then filled with the Holy Spirit, which is amazing. Jesus was anointed. We need the anointing. We need the Holy Spirit consistently in our life. Are we allowing the Holy Spirit to guide us every single day? And then using it to bless other people around us. Lots of us have had the summer off. I am a primary school teacher, so I've had the summer off, which has been wonderful. But I'm going back to work on Tuesday, and it's going to be a bit wild, really, not going to lie, because we're not used to all of it. Being back in a a small place again with all the children, and we've got Ofsted looming, we've got all of these fears coming in. Am I going into a school, and am I going to be a peacemaker? Or am I not going to change the situation? We have the Holy Spirit inside of us. We can make a real difference in our workplaces. Are you going to be someone that's going to go into your workplace, ask the Holy Spirit to guide you every day and change situations? Bring real peace upon your workplace. So let's round this whole summer series up. Worship band, can I get you to come up for me, please? David wasn't perfect, but he was still chosen. Jesus was perfect. Jesus 
that seemed to be ordinary in the view of the world, but he was faithful in doing God's plan. He was obedient in his heart. Hebrews 5 verse 8 says, Some that he was, he learned obedience from what he suffered. David wasn't special. He was faithful. God's promises were fulfilled because David obeyed God. We have now got Jesus Christ. David was the precursor of Jesus. The title Son of David was given for this reason. Jesus is, he always has been, and he chooses us. I'm going to go back to that phrase that we've talked about a lot over this whole series. God doesn't use extraordinary people to do extraordinary things. He uses ordinary people with faithful, obedient hearts to do extraordinary things. God wants to use you today. Just like he used David, he wants to use you today. The Israelites wanted a king, but Jesus was the one true king. And he would be the best king that anyone could or ever would have. Kings come and go, but we have the King of Kings. Jesus will reign forever. So let's praise the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords today. Let's go.